Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. So honestly, the, the team that went out and served um, our community in Southern Cross Kids Camp. So for the visitors here and those that don't know about it, Southern Cross Kids Camp is a parachurch organisation that does kids camps for foster children. Children that are in the foster program that um, don't have homes, don't get to go on camps, don't get to do those things. So it's put together for them. They get a buddy for the whole week, one-on-one. They get just loved and served. And now the team from here and the a number of them from away and in Mildura and from travelled away, just give their everything. You should see how much they just pour out of their life. So Adrian this morning, I don't know why he put his hand up. He goes, I'll chair this morning. He's got nothing left in his brain. <laughs> nothing. And it was, but... The thing was, we did a, um, to see the guys come home and the kids are just full of life. Yeah, they might be just messing up because they don't want to go back. They love the week and they're messing up and that, but they are full of life. But the buddies and the staff, they're walking around, you know, just shaking still, resonating from the week that was. Because it's hard work, but they do it with love. They do it for love. They do it for Jesus. They do it so Jesus is shown to kids that may never get Jesus shown in a pure, true way. And I love that. I rejoice in that because sometimes we work hard in church to try and find where our connections with community are. And we're always trying to find out what, what, what. And I'm with God. I'm saying, God, this has to be organic. This has to be something that you develop. And this is one where they just say, come and take our children, please. Please take these children. It doesn't matter. You're going to tell them about Jesus. It doesn't that matter. You're going to read Scripture to them and get them to memorize Scripture. Just take these kids for a week. Where does that happen in society anymore? We're singing miracles. That is a miracle. That is flat out a miracle. Because if you know anything about the bureaucracy of the this system of Australia and Western society, it has gone from the beautiful Christian nation that we were and the universities were all founded by, by Christians to now that the universities are just full of the worst darkness that you can find. Ah, and it's pervading so strongly. But God is changing things. God is changing things. And He's doing it like with young kids. Do not despise the days of small beginnings, says the Lord. (laughs) Okay, who's glad they're alive? Then I'm speaking to the right people. If you didn't get a chance to respond to that one, you will wake up in a minute and get to. So haven't we had such a great lot of messages come out recently? I am just blown away. Um, Pastor Adrian talking about the prodigal son um, a number of weeks back. And, and we all like to go, which, which son are we? Are we the bad son? Are we the good son? They're both prodigal sons. They're both bad attitude sons, but we have a great father. <laughs> a great, generous father that no matter what we do, he's looking for us. He's ready for us. He's ready to show us love. He's ready to show us exactly what we require. The son that was said, dad, he's trying to manipulate the situation. He's going, dad, oh, you know, just make me one of your servants. Just make me. You, Dad, you make me. You, I'll tell you what you need to do from now on. And the father says, forget what you're trying to do. You're trying to manipulate me to work it out for you. I've got something better for you. 
take his clothes off him, put on the finest robes, put a ring on his finger. That ring was authority. That ring was a household seal. And he says, now kill the fatted calf. Make it all good. But the brother that stayed there, he says, you never did anything for me. And he goes, everything I had was yours. He had to correct those attitudes. Which one are we? We're both those sons. We are both those sons. We are entitled people that just want to jump into our own existence and live our own lives. That's what we do. Stephen spoke an incredible word on the spirit of Ahazabel. Now that was this, that's Ahab and Jezebel put together. But I'm telling you now, we've had this thing about the spirit of Jezebel. And when I was growing up, they talked about the spirit of Jezebel and there was this weird sort of vibe to it. So Ahab and Jezebel, bad attitude people right there. They really were. But you've got to look at why is God telling us these stories? Is he telling us this to show us that there's a bad person and you shouldn't be like that? It's like, no, no, we have this potential in all of us. It's in all of us. We, from the first day that we're born, we learn to negotiate. That's an incredible thing that we do. We learn to negotiate and communicate. But when we get to manipulate, that's communication to try and twist things in our, in our way. The scripture actually calls anything that's manipulation or intimidation or dominate it's called witchcraft that's called witchcraft right there scripture speaks very strongly about that but within us is this want this need this desire to try and control how we want the narrative to go and God says forget that I've got it all for you no matter what happens I've got it for you so when when this spirit of intimidation and domination and yeah manipulation came out in Ahab and Jezebel. He sulked because he didn't get what he needed. He sulked and he manipulated. We all do that. When we don't get our own way, we sulk and we do the pity trips and we do all that until somebody says, oh, you poor little thing. What we need, we don't need the comfort cardinals. We need the slap sometimes. No one's agreeing with me. I've had some slaps in my life and I didn't like it at the time. But now I say, God, you're working all things for good. You're working all things for good. Um, Kylie, last week, was last week, spoke on spiritual warfare. What was your title? Again? Authority Awakened. Oh, now, it was the week that the, we were sending the kids out to camp and the leaders going out and all the buddies. And I'm like, is this the right message for this week, Kylie? And it definitely was. So... Where do we go from there? Because I want to, what does it look like practically for us? Because honestly, we've been talking about being spirit-led. That's where it's going, flat out, nothing else apart from being spirit-led. That's what it's all about. We need to be spirit-led. Agree? I'm glad you agree. What does that look like? How do you know you're being spirit-led? It actually, Scripture says, test the spirits test them because not everything that comes drifting into our mind is from the spirit of God there are spirits that love to attach themselves to lies to darkness and to bad behavior they, they attach them and if we habitually go back to manipulation intimidation jealousy discord rage anger if we continually go back to that behavior there is darkness that attaches to that and there is a propensity for us to continue going that way in our life that's not where we're meant to go we're actually meant to shake off everything that hinders 
and the sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance. We are not sin conscious. We are not meant to be sin conscious. We are meant to be life and light conscious. I set before you, God said, life and death. People say there's two choices. No, there's not. I say choose life. So what choice is there? We say God gave us two choices, life or death, and he, there's not much in between. What? And he says, choose life. Don't make, a, don't make a decision about this. Choose life. So how do I do this? Thank you, Father. I'm going back to one of my favorite um, scriptures. It's a psalm. It's the first one I ever me- memorized. And I get it wrong every time I try and quote it. And I now know why. Thank you, Lord. Because they changed the NIV translation. They changed it. I don't know when they changed it, but they did. Filthy animals. So, blessed is the one who does not walk in the way of the wicked. Oh, sorry, this one says walk in step with the wicked. Or stand in the way that sinners take. Or sit in the company of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. We're just singing that. All my delight is found in you. Everything that I delight in, that word delight is, comes from the, the Latin and it means to be charmed, to be charmed by something, to be so overwhelmed by it that that's your whole focus. That's it. It's just like whenever it lights up, you're just like, oh, oh. you're charmed by it. It gets your affection, your attention, your worship, everything. Bill Johnson has an incredible statement. He says, in this life, everything is a battle for worship. Everything is a battle for what are you going to worship in life? What are you going to affix your eyes on? What is going to be your number one? What is going to be your seek first? (laughs) My delight is in the law of the Lord. And he meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. This, see, this is talking about a life right here of somebody who's, um, and you, you've got to look at this. Blessed is the one, and, and in the Amplified, it says it so beautifully because it, it grabs this out in different ways. Sorry, Das, I didn't give it to you put up on the screen. Um, that's not going to work. It says this, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the one who walks and lives, who walks and lives. The statement is one of not focusing on, because we always focus on what am I not to do? And like, don't commit murder, don't, you know, all these things in the, but they are an invitation to life. It's not don't, don't, don't. It's an invitation of what we get to step into. So when we see this, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable, you look at those, the word blessed right here, is happy. That's a feeling. It's happy. It's an emotion right there. But fortunate and prosperous, that's something. Fortune, that's something that fortunate God blesses you. And then prosper, that's something you put your hand to and you get to see the work of your hand. But then enviable, people look on and say, how blessed are you? And you go, I'm not blessed. I just see the pattern of God and his faithfulness is true. His faithfulness is true. And when you get to trust in God, it builds your faith. 
We were, I was just discussing this before. When you get to trust in the Word of God and your delight is in it, and then you stand on something that the Word of God says and it comes true, it doesn't just give you self-confidence, it builds your faith. We think it builds our self-confidence. Oh, yeah, I feel really good about myself. No, it builds your faith and your confidence in God that He doesn't fail. My confidence in me is just up to what this body can handle. Oh, thank you, Lord. And this isn't me. I've talked about this before and somehow God wants to make this a big thing for us. What you see isn't you. This is the tent. This is the vehicle. This is your body to walk around in. So if you're going, oh, I'm this or I'm that. No, no, no. It's your body. You are in there. It's not you. Why do we say, oh, I've done this to myself? No, no, I've done this to my body. Um, (laughs) Me, I'm safe and secure inside here. I am safe where Jesus has got me (laughs) secure. I'm seated in heavenly places. But this body's still got to go through some stuff. And I'm going to have some struggles in life. So what it's doing here, let's get back to this. Oh, I'm getting way off track. Remember, because this is our flesh. Our flesh desires things but it's a vehicle that we're in. We get to govern our flesh, our vehicle. So this is the spirit-filled life right here. This is a spirit-led life. Blessed is a man who who walks but doesn't do it in the counsel of the ungodly or sit in the seat of mockers or uh, what's the other one? I get it mixed up. Step with wicked, uh, the way of sinners. So what does that actually look like? It says this. He walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, or their purposes. How many times do we follow the advice, the plans, or the purpose of the ungodly? And it trumps what we know about God. It trumps what we know about God. And and, because honestly, as soon as the warm weather kicks in, it's scorching. Oh, it's going to be the worst summer ever. We're going to hit high records. We're going to, due to climate change, the whole world is doomed. Due to climate change, due to what the humans have done to the planet, we're going to end the planet early. God messed up. So straight away, before summer even comes, we just started spring and it's scorching already. So what do we do? We bow to it. We have fear. Oh, it's going to be hot. So when it does get hot, we go, oh no, it's hot. (laughs) My grandmother had this incredible poem that she used to recite to me and I wish I'd taken closer attention because I didn't. But it was a play on words. She goes, whether the weather be hot or whether the weather be cold, well, whether the weather, whatever the weather and I don't remember the rest. So (laughs) weather is weather. Why do we make it a big part of our lives? I know farmers and that do, and they talk about it all the time, and I love to do that with farmers, but the rest of the time it's like you've got an air conditioner and you've got a car with an air conditioner. Why are you worried about the heat? Water your garden. It's springtime. Go and wet your plants. Get so excited you wet your plants. Sorry. You know, the ungodly are trying to guide and counsel me all the time. And if I want to, if I choose to, I can listen to that. But it has to come back through the Jesus filter. 
this is why memorizing scripture is so important because when you come to a point in life where you've got to make a decision, if the Holy Spirit can drop, you've read a scripture and the Holy Spirit can bring to remembrance, bring to remembrance. And so if you get that scripture, bang, and it comes back to you, you go, oh, I've got a scripture reference here. You read it out, your faith grows. What is that? You're a tree that's growing. You're putting your roots down into the watering system. Your leaves are coming out. You're starting to produce fruit. So how do you know? This is a spirit-filled life. How do you, how do you know you're, a spirit, you're being spirit-led? Okay, we're going to jump over here because I'm running out of time. Is that all right? Galatians 5 is, this, is the scripture on, on, um, on being spirit-led and all that. So here it is. We're going to do Galatians 5. Let's do 22. The fruit of the Spirit. So this is how we know. This is the tree. Blessed is a man. It's walking, being led by the Spirit. He is like a tree. Like a tree. We are like trees. We now aren't shrubs. We're not bushes. We're not thistles. We're not weeds. We are now trees being established. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not... Oh, sorry. No, wrong one. 22. (laughs) Thanks, Darcy. But the fruit of the Spirit... This is the fruit. This is the fruit of the Spirit. And they're not fruits of the Spirit. I've, got, I've worked out my love fruit. Now I can work out the next one. No, 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 no. This is the fruit of the Spirit. Once you have, if you are being Spirit-led, this stuff automatically comes out of your life. This stuff automatically flows out of your life. You don't have to go, oh, got to produce love. Okay, Patience, maybe. I've got to be patient. Okay, where are we up to? 22. I keep jumping around here. Love, joy. These, this is the stuff that's meant to be coming out of our lives. So you can't have it coming out of your life if it's not in your life. Now, we've got trees at home, and Kylie's been on this bender lately because we've lost puppies in quick succession. But this one's going to last for a long time. In Jesus' name, Spencer, you're going to live to a ripe old age of 19. What was I doing? Yes. I don't know where I'm going. What was I saying? Cleaning up. I've got no idea where I was going. I had to... I know. I know you were listening to me, but I wasn't. You were listening so carefully to me, but I wasn't listening to anything I was saying. I'm doing great. Guys, can I tell you now, this is church. This is what we were meant to do. I don't have it all together. I really don't. I'm just living my life following Jesus and working out how to be spirit-led. And and if there be anything worth... Um, Because I don't see it. I honestly don't see it. And I I know why Paul, the apostle, said, if there's anything that you see honourable or... Because I know who I am. And this word is a powerful word for each one of us. Because it transforms us. This is the whole thing that Romans talks about. Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to know what God's will is. Not just know it, you'll be able to test and you'll be able to approve 
it will hold on to the test that you give it and you'll be able to prove, stamp it, no, this is the will of God for my life in this situation. So this is not a small thing. This is how we learn to, and this is a journey. It's not like today you go, oh, great. I come out of today, I'm, I'm spirit-led and I'm, I've killed the flesh. I've crucified the flesh and I'm totally spirit-led. No, this is a journey. This is a chiseling. This is an iron against iron. We bounce off each other. This is the joy set before us of seeing Jesus outworked in our life. So the way that we know we're being spirit-led is what we, thank you, I've, thank you, spirit-led, is it comes out in our life. So Kylie. Had to go around the horn. Horn of Africa right there. So here we go. Kylie's been going around checking all these plants because we didn't know whether we poisoned our puppy or not, or both of them. So we found out a number of our trees that were planted, the ornamental cherries and... Um, plums and everything, box privets and all these plants that we've got right through our garden are all poisonous. Now in plums and apricots, there's cyanide and arsenic. Did you know that in apricot kernels, you crack them open, you can chew up the apricot kernels, taste like bitter as, but it's got, is it cyanide in there? I think it's cyanide in there. Arsenic, thank you, arsenic. It's one or the other. Plums have the cyanide in them and one has arsenic so we found this out do you know that the trees have it in them like what's in the fruit is flowing through the bark it's flowing through the sap it's in there so you can't let them chew on anything like that we might not see the fruit in our lives yet but do you know what's flowing through the sap in our veins do you know what's flowing through us the father's blood we were singing it this morning his blood flows through my veins So when the fruit starts to grow, you, you start to praise him for it. You've got to start praising him for it. Why? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Oh, sorry, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Oh, faithfulness. It starts to build something. When you see it, it starts to build your faith and it, and it grows and it grows and it grows. And self-control and self-control, and self-control. Do you know how many times I keep telling myself, the fruit of the Spirit, Stephen, is self-control. Self-control. And you got to sometimes, against such, there is no law. Has anyone wondered about that statement right there? Against such, there... <laughs> Took my time, didn't I, Dar? Sorry. We had a great thing at Word Night. Lee bought it out a few weeks back. And just on the spot, he goes, mercy, mercy is when, you know, this is the law. This is what you did wrong. This is what you deserve. Great lighting for this moment. <laughs> but you're not going to get what you deserve. This is the law, but I'm not going to give you what you deserve. That's mercy. Do you know what grace is? There is no law. There's not even the reference to the law. There is no law. Against such, if you live by the Spirit, there is no law in this. So mercy, mercies are new every morning. I love God's mercies. I love God's mercy. Because even when I'm faithless, He is faithful. 
and his mercies wash over things in my life. I love that. But his grace, his grace is different. There is no law in this. His grace for us, there's no law attached to our life now. There's no law. We see it, but the law that we have in our life is the law of the spirit of life. It's not the law of sin and death anymore. It's the law of the spirit of life. So we live and walk. We must live and walk honoring God, praising God. Thankfulness is part of who we are. Oh, but the acts. See, this is the fruit of the Spirit. Scripture in Psalms 1 still said, don't follow this behavior. In, in Galatians, it does talk about the acts of the sinful nature, the acts of the flesh. It's verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Obvious. See, these other ones, the fruit of the Spirit, not so obvious sometimes because we think love, it's a weak thing. Love is love. We've put that now. No, love is a weapon. Love is authority. Love is something strong that can't be shattered or broken or, or misused. It is a strength in our life. Each one of these things is a strength. It is fruit in our life that nourishes others. It flows out of us. But then we have acts. We've got behavior that springs up in our life from time to time. This is what we're meant to govern. The others, there is no law on it. Just love without restriction, without confinement. Love. Have Patience without containment. Oh, I love people that are patient with me. I've got to be more patient. God, make me patient now. The acts of the flesh are obvious. And boom, it, it lights it up straight away. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. These are all outward expressions of love, broken. The fruit of the Spirit is love. The acts of the sinful nature debauchery, sinful immorality. It's a distortion of God's love. It's a distortion straight away. And we get lost in that. And we judge and we criticize and we condemn. And it's not our place because we don't know anything about anything really. We just know what the Word of God says. That behavior ends in destruction. So don't go into it. If you're behaving that way, if you're in sexual immorality now, you have a choice to stop. You have a choice. And, and you might say, but I can't. I've tried doing this more and more and more. Let me give you some keys here in whatever it is. Let's go through this, the sinful things first. Idolatry, verse 20. Witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy. This gets worse and worse, guys. This stuff spirals down and down. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I love it that he just goes... And the like. Don't need to say any more to you here. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. The depths of human nature, what we can go to. Let's not even go there. Do you know how good God's light is? Do you know how good purity is? Righteousness is? I love it that we can be innocent of evil. And that's not being ignorant. That's actually making a choice. There's some things you don't know, have to know about. There's a pattern of this world that just wants to drag us in to all the dark, all the horrible and all the... Do you know what? If you're being called into those places and it's by God, then you're going to be, have a grace to do that. The rest of us, we need to pray about it and for it and into it. We don't need to know everything about it. Be innocent of evil. Whew. Oh, come on. So... 
dissensions, factions, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a profound statement, isn't it? It's a warning. I don't want to live like that. I don't want hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. I don't want ambition or dissensions or factions. I don't want that. I want harmony and unity. I, I want what God wants more and more. And it says right here in verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh. This is what these guys are doing today when they get baptized. They're making decision and a public announcement. They're doing it spiritually and physically. These are both things. On the eternal plane and on the temporal plane, they're making a statement with their bodies, with their words, I'm following Jesus. I'm following Jesus. So they are crucifying their flesh. It says, as we get buried with him in his death and raised again with him in his resurrection, we have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, in verse 24. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step. I love that. Keep in step. What's your next step? Like, if, if the Holy Spirit ever convicts you of something, just say, okay, what's my next step out of here? We beat ourselves up and, and God's saying, I just want you to live. I, you, you've come back, oh, just make me a servant, just make me a slave. I want you to be my son, my daughter. I want to clothe you. And we go, okay, how do we know we're being spirit-led? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, all these things. Against such there is no law, so you don't need to limit it. You can do it and you'll never run out of it. It'll flow through you. And we say, but I don't have love for that person. I don't have patience in this situation. Let me read you something really powerful here. Because we get a choice. Um, was it Colossians 3? I think it was. I didn't give you the reference. Colossians 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves. Do you ever know what it's like to, a lot of times when I get up, I have to put on clothes. Are you the same? No one wants to me going out like that. Oh, I need to be clothed up. Me in my natural state, you don't want to see. But me clothed, I'm, I'm glorious. I'm magnificent. Beautiful even. <laughs> Stephen's flesh sucks. That's the word. The Greek word is sarx, S-A-R-X. That means everything that this flesh desires. Now, it's a tribute, they attribute the sinful nature to sarx as well. But Scripture is very specific in this. It is our flesh, our flesh that desires these things. And we try to over-spiritualize it. Yes, it can have spiritual impact in our life. When we habitually sin, we give authority to darkness. We're not meant to dwell in darkness. We are children of light. So that's why it says, get rid of all that behavior. Crucify that behavior. Is this meaning anything to somebody today? Because this is something that I'm not preaching to you. I'm speaking to Stephen this morning because I've got some battles. I don't know what you're going through at the moment, but I have never had some of the spiritual battles that I've had recently. And I'm like, Stephen, what is going on with you? Why are you messing with things that you dealt with decades ago why are they coming back and I'm thinking there's something wrong with me and then I'm like Stephen you're so off the boil it's a spiritual attack not everything's a spiritual attack sometimes it's just bad choices 
but my choices can lead me into a spiritual attack. Because if I'm not being spirit-led, I'm being flesh-led, I can just, I can get off the sniff so easy and just, oh, I want to be on boil with God. I want to be on track. I want to be that tree by streams of water. I want you to be trees by streams of water. Oh, coming forth. And you're not, there's no cyanide in your system. <laughs> Come on, there's no arsenic in your system. You have love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. Oh, goodness flowing out of you. And if you say, no, I don't, then clothe yourselves with it. Clothe yourselves. Therefore, as God's, clothe yourselves with compassion. Clothe yourselves with kindness. Clothe yourselves with humility. Clothe yourselves with gentleness. Clothe yourselves with patience. Bear with one another and forgive one another in any, oh, sorry, if any of you have grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. This is a sacrifice, guys. This is a sacrifice right here. We've got to learn the difference between what is a sacrifice of praise? What is a sacrifice give? What am I pouring out as a drink offering to? the Lord in my life and what is just a battle that I need to go through oh this is a privilege to bring our praise to God this is a privilege guy if you're going through a battle at the moment praise God praise God count it a joy count it a blessing that you are fortunate enough to be you know that the enemy thinks that you are worthwhile to attack this week oh Zach and Chelsea have had a wonderful week we're going why is the enemy so afraid of you guys They've had a blitzkrieg in there. So they went and looked after um, Ryan and Karen's house and then promptly got their ute stolen with Zach's tools in it. And nah! and um, then, then the house issues, neighbour came back, wanting to claim the house back again. Good luck with all that. <laughs> and we just go... See, we could say, that's unfair. We've got to rage against this. Oh, we've got to do this. And then we go, this is a spiritual attack. This is out of left field. So we just speak authority over that property in the name of Jesus. This is who we are. We're not those people that get down off the wall and say, oh, what do you want to complain about? What do you want? No, no. We stay up on the wall and say, God has called me. That's junk down there. This is purpose up here. This is purpose. I'm not getting off the wall. So I say, come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive. If you've got some dead spots in your life that you've been going, oh, I'm just not tasting it. I'm just not getting it. I want to go back to what Daniel said a few, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Don't go after what this world has. Don't delight in what this world has. It'll run you around in circles. It'll puff you up and think, oh, yes, you're so good. And then it'll just pull the rug out from under you. And you're nothing anymore. The world hates hypocrites and it's full of hypocrisy. And they're going, hate hypocrisy in the church. And I go, you're full of it. No one gets it. The word of God is pure. It's true. Mm. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is being spirit led. Blessed is a man who does not stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers or walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm going off the old NIV. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on that law, he meditates both day and night. When you wake up at night and you've got something confusing or something distressing or something just you're pondering over, align it with the Word of God. Father, what does your Word say about this? Holy Spirit, what does the Word say about this? What does God say about this? 
dwells on that day and night. He'll be like a tree. I'm speaking it over your life right now. Receive this. You are a tree planted by streams of water that flow from the very throne of grace. These waters are nutritious. These waters are flowing through you. Your leaf will not wither. (laughs) You will produce fruit in season. I command fruit to come out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I say fruit come forth. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness. Come forth. Hmm. Your leaf will not wither. You will produce fruit in season. And everything that the Father has for you will prosper. Every purpose that he has, the plans he has for you to give you hope and a future, that which you have hope in, that which you have a future in your mind, he has a purpose attached to that which is divine that is from glory to glory. It is to glorify him. (laughs) Father, thank you for strengthening and expanding us to be able to take your glory so that we can show the fullness of the glory that you have placed in these earthen vessels that we can shine for Jesus. Thank you for putting this treasure in us. Father, I thank you for a greater injection through your Holy Spirit right now of your life, your resurrection life. Same spirit resurrection life. I thank you for miraculous transformation in bodies. I thank you for miraculous transformation in limbs, in muscles, or in weight. Father, thank you for balancing our weight. And thank you, Father, for giving us wisdom in how to handle our bodies. Oh, Father, I thank you for our minds being subject to the Holy Spirit, not tossed around by all these things in the world. Thank you for minds being governed by peace and joy and love. Father, you've making it so good for us. May your kingdom come in each one of our lives. May your will be done in each one of our lives. Thank you, Father, that we can test and approve your will. Father, we bless this week before us. We thank you for what you have for us, the fullness of it. Have your way, mighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.